Hey my loves, this is Naya here to share with you um, a little bit about the Forever Free podcast. First of all, thank you so, so much for listening, for being here, um, for spending a little bit of time just to get to know more about the Forever Free podcast. Um, If you are listening, it's probably because you heard about Forever Free through the Destined Word website. You may have heard about it through social media or hopefully um, through a friend. Um, But really, I just want to spend a little bit of time with you today for you to get some information about kind of what the Forever Free podcast is about. But then I'll give you a little snippet um, of what the flow will be like for Forever Free. More importantly, um, I'm not trying to keep you too long because for this, what I'm calling pilot episode, I don't want you to listen to it and be like, "Mm, yeah, I don't want to hear her voice ever again. Um, But I hope that you hear the voice of God and not mine anyway. Um, So big picture, just to share with you briefly, Forever Free is the women empowerment component of uh, Destined Word, which is a ministry that is led by my husband and I. Um, But the forever free part of Destined Word is really about providing what we call curated experiences to kind of help one woman at a time just find strength and confidence in who God has created you to be um, so that you can do that, not just by learning God's word, but also by growing and bringing another woman along with you on your journey to becoming forever free. Like so often we compete with one another and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, But in this world of like competition and there's just this lack of love, a lack of love um, of God, of God's word, of the things that he has for us, but also a lack of love for one another. And we've got to be able to model how to live forever free so that we can bring another woman along with us on that journey. And so just to share with you for um, our pilot podcast or pilot episode, um, what the Forever Free podcast is about. First of all, um, each title of the podcast or each episode title is going to be entitled based on a song or a movie title or something from scripture. I just believe that all aspects of life, they just remind me of songs or movies or scriptures. Um, I don't believe that secular songs are sending us to hell. That's just me. Um, I believe it depends on your mindset and your filter. If you can find a message in any song like me, then you get it. Um, Also, if your filter game is strong, you know what your spirit and your mind can and cannot take. Like, I just don't do certain songs or artists, don't allow that certain music in my household. I also personally don't watch thriller movies or most suspense movies. I just can't have that in my spirit. Call me a punk if you want to. That's just me. Um, But for example, like um, when I think about people who are easily offended but appear to be just so hard, I hear Jay-Z in my head, sensitive thugs, y'all need hugs. Or, you know, as a working mom and wife, I think about this probably three times, four times a day uh, from baby boy. Mama need a life too. Like I need a life. Just give me a minute. Can I do me? Um, or for example, when I think about first Samuel 17, 26, David calls Goliath an uncircumcised Philistine. Um, it's like cursing someone out back then, but circumcision represented the covenant with God and uncircumcised meant a man or a person without a covenant. 
a stranger to God. And David was saying, like, who is this guy? Yeah, he's big. He's strong. He's clearly has a lot to say, but um, he has no clout. He looks powerful, but he's really powerless. He's foul. He's nasty. He has no relationship with God. So when I witness people bad-mouthing a woman or a man of God, judging them, gossiping, whatever, I tend to think about this scripture. Um, and to me, oftentimes, it's people who claim to be in relationship with God who have negative things to say about other Christians. That part I haven't quite figured out yet. When you do, please let me know what that's about. I, I really don't know. Anyway, I say all of that to say that's why each episode will be named after a song, movie, or scripture. Um, each episode will pretty much have the same components. Um, I will do a little welcome and intro. Um, there'll always be a quick question and a message. Sometimes that'll just be me sharing that message. It might be others. It might be through an interview with someone else. Um, then there will always be a forever free challenge. Um, and then this little segment that I call um, the come with portion of the episode. That's the part where you are going to be challenged to bring somebody along with you on this forever free journey. Um, particularly with the issue or the topic that we're discussing. And then I will always, always, always highlight a woman who is handling her forever free business. Um, that's just me. I believe in collaborating with other women. I believe in celebrating other women and how dope they are. So I will always end the podcast with a highlight of another woman. So let's go ahead and jump into our pilot episode so you can Feel the Forever Free flow. So welcome to episode one of the Forever Free podcast. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Um, if you're new to Forever Free, this podcast is a small component of a larger movement. So um, Forever Free is really about providing curated experiences, as I shared before. Um, but there is this journey that we need to be able to bring other women along with us on so that we can know that we're not alone, um, but also so that we can live and be forever free. Um, and there are so many ways that we can do that, but it starts with the word of God. Um, our goal is really just to build a squad of women who learn to humble themselves by growing from what I like to call savage to salvage, um, learning to resist the enemy, but also enduring suffering like a G, like a real live G, a gangster, a spiritual gangster, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, knowing that, especially in this Christian walk, that you will have to endure suffering. Suffering will come. That's not something that you get to like skip over and check that off the box when you say yes to God. It doesn't work like that. But after that, you then have to be able to accept this beautiful blend of restoration and strength and confidence and all of these things that God will instill in you. Um, and so that's really the premise of Forever Free. Um, we aren't asking for any favors or a special platform. Really, if you feel like you're learning from our connection, even if I say or do something that you don't like, I hope that you'll learn from that too. If you're growing in your relationship with Christ and other women, and also if you're confident enough to bring other women along with you on your journey, then Forever Free has truly accomplished its mission. So for this episode, our question with a message, and it's probably several questions, but um, let's just stay in that vein 
of um, no competition. There's something on the Destin Word website under the Forever Free page called the No Competition Resource List. And that list refers to um, basically in like the business world or contract law, there's something called a non-compete clause. Um, it's basically a covenant or a commitment where when one party, usually an employee or someone who does something in a certain profession, they have to agree not to create their own or not to connect with others who do similar work. And as women, I feel like we struggle already with comparison and competition. And oftentimes we don't even know how to support one another without feeling insecure about ourselves. And so Forever Free um, on that page there is a list of women who already have the forever free premise embedded in their work. They unapologetically represent God. They have a platform for you to connect, grow, and bring another woman along on the journey with you. And so that's very, very important to me. So the question with a message for this episode is really about, um, you know, <laughs> Why do we as women feel threatened when another woman is being successful? Where do the competitive thoughts or insecurities and shade come from? Like, I just don't get that. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm exempt from this. I have felt it myself. I have, you know, been in those shoes but I just don't understand where it comes from. Like, why do we feel like we can never measure up? It's like a never ending cycle. Um, and so that no competition resource list that I referred to, like, I feel like it is so important for me to connect ladies or women with other women who are doing dope things for real. I can be quite boring at times. Many of you may not be interested in me, my way of thinking, my lifestyle, but there are many women who aspire to do something in entertainment or fashion or business and they might be trying to find their lane in a particular industry or, um, you know, just while having a strong desire to establish or maintain their relationship with God. So I feel like this list will lead you to other women who have similar and some very different platforms that I hope will connect you and keep you moving forward on your journey. So basically, I'm trying to establish a selfless cult culture, not a selfish, selfless culture where all relationships are not selfish, where women maintain a focus on a deeper connection with God and less on positioning themselves to be the center of attention. So our question, like, why do we as women feel threatened when others are doing their thing? Um, really, I just want you to know that healthy competition is good, but the only healthy competition is the one in which you are competing with yourself. Like, if you're not competing with yourself and you're competing with others, then you're already on a path of self-destruction because it's not about the other person or the people. It's about what you're doing to yourself. So how can you be the best you that you can be? What does it really mean to be your authentic self? That's why in the book of James, um, I think it's chapter four, he asks, what causes quarrels and fights among you? First of all, he separates the two. Like there's, you know, these little arguments, disagreements, a little shade versus full-blown physical fights or even worse, a more serious criminal act. 
Um, but basically, in this scripture, James, refer, James refers to the desires of our heart that get in the way of our relationship with God, which then leads to unhealthy competition, jealousy, and fights with others. There's a challenge there to stop justifying your actions and actually be willing to openly self-reflect to determine where you might be succumbing to your own desires. Like sometimes we mask our own desires by kind of standing up for something or some cause or someone. For real, I, I can be uh, totally 100 with you. When I was in high school, I was always fighting, like physical fights, getting kicked out of school. And I had the best friends and best friends and cousins around me who were like these amazing girls and so dope. But I always found myself fighting for them or fighting for some cause. But the bottom line is the issues that we face are most often about our own selfish desires. Let me say that again. Sometimes we mask our own desires by standing up for something or someone. But really, those issues are most often about our own selfish desires. So ask yourself, is your purpose defined by your desires or a burden that's been placed on your heart out of experiences that led you to putting something out in the world that has the end goal of doing nothing but leading people closer to God? Like if, if you are defining your purpose by what you're going to get out of it, then your definition is jacked up. How can you figure out or find out what that burden is that's been placed inside of you so that you can put something out to the world that will lead people closer to God? Not put you on a pedestal, but lead people closer to God. Not you know, position you ahead of or in front of somebody else or give you more likes on Instagram than somebody else. But how can you do what you've been called to do based on that burden to draw people closer to God? So let's be real. Can we do a heart check just really quick? What's your true desire? Is it to make God famous or get 10,000 followers? Is it to connect people with God or for them to know your name and the mark that you've made on the world that God told you through his word that he set you apart from in the first place? Who or what are you competing with? Let me give you an example. Um, my husband and I have a burden to draw people closer to God um, so that they can establish and maintain healthy relationships. So we lead a relationship relationship ministry called Infallible Destiny. Um, you can go to infallibledestiny.com to get more information, but basically it's not a couple's ministry. It's not a marriage ministry because we host focus groups and summits and things like that that include content and sessions for those who are single, as well as those who are dating, engaged in relationships and marriage, whatever, divorce, you name it. But we do that because we wish that we knew some of what we know now before we ever met. Anyway, I digress. Um, so <clears throat> through one of our relationship summits, I learned that there was this woman who did all of these like amazing things for her husband. Literally, as I was listening to her talk, I could only laugh. I, I mean, like purchase super nice gifts, um, plan surprise getaways to Caribbean islands, etc. And um, while outwardly applauding her for keeping her marriage sexy in that way, 
I thought to myself, like, dang, am I a fraud? Like, I'm doing an awful job at representing this infallible destiny thing. Um, But then I realized, like, I can't and shouldn't compete with what someone else's wife is doing. My husband and her husband are two totally different people. We're in very different relationships. The way my marriage is set up, my husband likes, you know, different things. The way my marriage is set up, um, my husband's love language or love languages would not respond favorably to her strategies to keeping her marriage sexy. First of all, my husband is always on a budget, number one. So anything that costs money, he's going to ask how much it costs first, and then he might be impressed or appreciative. So that's not going to work for him anyway. But I need to compete with the standards and expectations set in my marriage, not that of someone else's marriage. Um, Same thing with weight loss. Girl, (laughs) some of you are feeling like you have to be a size eight again because you work with someone 10 years younger than you who is a cute size eight. You're missing out on the fact that you can be the best size 12 that you can possibly be. I mean... Just be cool with the fact that your size six and size eight days just might be over. I have three kids and I love potatoes, but I rock the mess out of my thick self. I mean, seriously, the beauty is, though, I am more confident now than I have ever been. Plus, my husband doesn't like what he calls skinny big head women. For some reason, he thinks anyone under a certain size has a big head. But anyway, that's a totally different message, different story. But I say all that to say, let's level up within ourselves, set our own internal levels to compete with and strive for so that we can overcome the feelings of insecurity or feeling less than someone else. You got to run your own race and use no one else as a measuring stick. I have some amazing friends who are running their own race because they were designed for a specific purpose. I strive just to really stay in my lane while celebrating and collaborating with my girls as much as possible. Again, I mean, we're stronger together. That's why the no competition resource list is so important to me. Um, Wait until you see some of the dopest women on that list. I mean, the list is growing, by the way, but there's nothing wrong with admitting what you are not. Matter of fact, please do. Look, I do not have a bubbly, outgoing personality, and I am not an entertainer like one of my best friends, but you'll find someone on that resource list who is. Um, I'm not a creative thinker and producer of all things amazing, but there are some amazing women on that list who are. Um, I'm not a designer or branding guru, but I can connect you with some people who are. Um, I don't host and produce an amazing women's conference that is deeply rooted in God's word, um, but I participate in one every year that I know will bless you. I know that I am not um, the one to bring that to you, but I know someone who can. I can connect you with someone else in their platform. If I know that it will appeal to you and draw you closer to God, why do I need to be in the spotlight? Why should my efforts be so public? It's not necessary. Um, Jesus actually modeled this in John chapter 7, where he was being encouraged by his brothers to go into Judea for the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles. But Jesus Jesus did his thing in Galilee, but he knew the Jews were trying to kill him. So why go to Judea, right? 
Well, what territory are you being pushed into or encouraged to explore so that your name can be known? First of all, it was dangerous for Jesus. But more importantly, they were testing him. They were asking like, oh, who does things privately when they want to be known publicly? Go let your little disciples in Judea see what you do, see these miracles that you that you perform. They were literally telling him to make himself known. But Jesus's response in verse six was, my time has not yet come, but any time is right for you. He sent his brothers to the feast, told them that his time hadn't come yet, and then later quietly walked into to Judea when the feast was almost over. There was no caravan, no entourage, no big body bins that cost more than his carpenter salary, you know, no post to his IG story. He did not want to be noticed. When he got there and began teaching and the Jews were confused, like, who is this dude? He's dope, but he has no training. Like, who is he to be teaching like this? And just when Jesus began getting the attention of the people and the glory for his teaching, he quickly admitted in verse 16, my teaching is not my own, but his who sent me. Then he goes on to say like, yo, whoever speaks on their own does it to gain personal glory. So like, is it those 10,000 followers? Is it the six figure job? Is it the 29 inch waist? Is it showing the world how amazing you are with your selfie filters and looking like a deer or bunny or whatever it is? But seriously, he's like, whoever speaks on their own does it to gain personal glory. And I'm going to put some Naya-isms in there. But she who seeks the glory of the one who sent her is a woman of truth. There is nothing false or fake about her. So what's false about you? What are you competing with? And from the book of Sierra Wilson, you've got to level up. <laughs> you've got to level up to self. Expectations and goals of self based on the lane that God created for you and based on the lane that God revealed to you. In Sierra's song, In Level Up, she talks about turning nothing into something, um, talking about how, you know, her comeback is like on 100 and, you know, doing less talking and more action, like just do it. Level up with self and use your platform to connect people to God, not for them to admire you. If I create a space for you to admire me, I'm failing miserably because I will let you down. Like, let me just tell you that right now. You won't be living forever free. You'll be forever bound because you'll be following Naya and not following God. And actually, I will be the biggest disappointment ever. Um, but if what God has instilled in me creates this invitation to learn more about him versus an imposition that disrupts the will that he has for your life, then we're all winning. So level up, do what you need to do, level up to self. And as my daughter used to say, worry about yourself. So here is the forever free challenge for this episode. How do you become forever free from that spirit of competition or shade or the hate you give or whether it's said or unsaid, like how do you become forever free from that? Number one, you've got to stay in your lane and collaborate with and or celebrate others as much as possible. 
Once you do that, then you have to admit who you are not. I have this shirt that says, I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I am not. I love that shirt because it makes me feel good about the fact that no one can be me better than me. And if the authentic and real me bothers you, that's cool. But I would much rather that be the issue than you loving me for my attempts to be like someone else. You are not free until you stop competing with others. Until then, you will be forever blind by someone else's light in their presence or forever a fraud like that should be uncomfortable to me. Like, I just don't get it. So trust me, being your authentic self looks so, so good on you. When you celebrate others, God will celebrate you. And that's who you want the true applause from. So your come with part of this this, um, session is really just to ask yourself, who in your life appears to be struggling with the same thing? Um, How are you going to get that person to come with you on this journey of being forever free from competition or throwing shade at another woman? Um, Most often for me, I try to do that by just doing me, not through some intentional conversation or effort to tell another woman how she needs to be more secure or less threatened by what I do or by what someone else is doing. I don't have much for you on this one other than just do you, be your authentic self and let your genuine love, self-confidence and kind of the way you live your life just be an example for others to see that you know, what you want is nothing but the best for them. And that if you have the tools to help them win, you will offer your support to do just that. And so the forever forever free woman of this episode, um, I just want to highlight a woman who is doing her thing in the community. Um, she is on the no competition list, uh, resource list, um, But again, I I do this because I want to genuinely be able to celebrate other women. Um, So this episode's Forever Free Woman Highlight is on Lydia Osborne. Um, She, of course, is on that list, no competition resource list. But I just left an annual conference that I always attend that Lydia and her mom, Pastor Janine Macbeth, lead in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, When I tell you that Lydia is her authentic self, She leads a super dope women's ministry. She has an online marketplace, but more importantly, she has one of the purest hearts that I have ever encountered. She has a heart for God and a heart to encourage and uplift women by really just being her authentic self, creating places, spaces, clothes, experiences, and whatever tools she can possibly use to draw women closer to God. God tells you to use what's in your hand. Lydia does that by example, um, in person, from afar, just in real life. That's just how she lives. And as long as Lydia is contributing to the kingdom of God through her selfless style, if you look her up, um, Altruist Shop on Instagram, um, I have a Altruist Problem, as my husband calls it, but um As long as she's doing that through her selfless style, through her transparency and just being her authentic self by modeling the behavior that she expects to see of other women, she will continue to lead hundreds of thousands of women into being forever free. So I just want to highlight her today on this episode. Um, I'm so excited for all that God is doing with her and through her. 
So let's pray out really quick and hopefully you have enjoyed this pilot episode and hopefully you will share this with another woman and be back to listen for episode two. God, I thank you for being who you are in our lives, Father. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for being with us as we learn to be forever free by freeing ourselves from the spirit of competition, Lord. We thank you for giving us the tools that we need so that we can identify the gifts that you've instilled in us. But God, more importantly, that we lean on your word to guide us and lead us into the purpose that you have already designed and developed for us, Father. So thank you for this opportunity to share with your women, to share with your daughters, Father. And I just ask that you continue to build their hearts and build their platforms so that they can lead other women into being forever free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hopefully I will hear from you soon and um, I would love your feedback on this podcast. Trust me, I don't believe in doing things that aren't going to benefit other people. So if you feel like this is just a little corny or just doesn't work for you or you have some feedback, please give it to me. I'm all ears. I love you so much and continue to be forever free.